0: episode 34 of the IntelliCast podcast. My name is Adam Jolly. Joining me as always is Brian Lamar. Good
1: afternoon, Adam. Ah, uh, Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo Jackson. The 34, episode 34. Oh, oh, I forgot we're doing that. Yeah, it's, it's a, been a little while. It's a two-way podcast. 34, yeah. Bo Jackson's
0: great. a big one. Yeah, you know what else is big? Election Day. <laughs> Yep. coming up two weeks away. That's crazy. Yeah, we're going to talk about an, an event that we have coming up uh, through IntelliCast. It'll be on Facebook Live. But before that, let's jump into some intros. Um, and you can reach us at IntelliCast at emi-rs.com. On Twitter, EMI is found at emi-research. underscore IntelliCast1 is also on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian, what is your Twitter name?
1: Sometimes I'm... EMI research on Twitter. I know. But most of the time, that's producer Brian. I don't really have a Twitter. I'm not sure the viewers or listeners know that. I've
0: been, uh, over the last week, I've been trying to monitor my social media. Um, Something you may not know about me. Some of the viewers might not know about me from listening to me. I am kind of a competitive person who gamifies everything in life, may have an addictive personality. When a challenge is put in front of me, I try to conquer it. So with the latest iOS update where I get updates that tell me what my screen time is, I'm constantly trying to lower my screen time. Oh, you now. look at that. I look at it like a crazy psycho that I am. Yeah.
1: Well, you may or may not know this, but we've done some research on smartphone addiction and that was the whole pr- one of the purposes of You don't that. say. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. So 2 weeks ago, I was at 36 minutes a day of screen time that's not bad last week I was down to 17 minutes so you were on vacation
1: and had 17 minutes a day
0: yeah well I love my family man
1: wow yeah
0: Um, I'd love to get into single digits
1: I will say the biggest thing that helps is
0: like uh, like sometimes I'll just leave my phone places now and go to Apple Watch so then I really can only text or like weird call somebody yeah and I'm not like you know looking on Twitter or Instagram or something like that yeah. It's been a big help.
1: That's impressive. I feel uh,
0: happy. Happier is not the right word. Um, more satisfied.
1: Yeah. Let's say that. That's an extra, what, hour, hour and a half a week? you right there alone. Right there. Feels great. Impressive. Who um, knows? I'll take that as a, you're welcome.
0: No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Market um, Research News. Something that happened this week was the Qualtrics IPO. How much money are they getting?
1: Well, it was a little confusing to me. They're only going yeah. after what 100, 150 million something yeah, like 200, that. Two hundred, I think. Yeah. Two hundred million, yeah, yeah. which is not near their value. They announced that they want to retain a lot of control. To me, that's interesting and um, mm-hmm. good for them. Um,
0: we know the biggest thing about it is like, um, and I saw it today is that they're, uh, the money is right, like not going all yeah. in and just going with a piece of it. It really right. shows well in the IPO, and from that, you saw the survey monkey took a big hit. Yes. Is could we could we see this happening? I could kind of yes right absolutely. If, you, if you're in so the long. industry and you know yeah. we've talked about this before, they way too long to go for the IPO. They become kind of a dinosaur of yeah. It's it, it's hard to say that something's a dinosaur, but also like really innovative and yeah. <laughs> you know and really hard and technical things yeah. like that. But it really kind of was like yeah. it dated itself. It met its expiration date, and then it went IPO, and yeah. it has not been easy, smooth sailing for them. I think we all kind of saw it.
1: Yeah. I do think this really is a good opportunity for Qualtrics to start bringing in some actual good speakers and talent to their Qualtrics Summit this year because yeah. I mean if you look at next year I mean it's not very good no uh, I think we, they,
0: they got some ladies that sells soup is their keynote next year I don't get it no, but
1: seriously it's Oprah yeah I mean, they have Oprah, and you've been there before. I, I yeah, know that I had. saw...
0: I, the first speaker I saw was Michael Lewis, and I was like, what? Moneyball's here? Yeah. And then you have Phelps, and then uh, last year with Lin-Manuel Miranda, and yeah. um, Magic yeah. Johnson. I mean, it's pretty big.
1: Errol Smith.
0: You know what's my favorite? Five. <laughs> Here's the thing, like... <laughs> If you haven't been to Qualtrics, you've probably heard stories about the Qualtrics conference. And, like, it's basically, like, your first half of your day is, like, inspirational leader, thought leadership, like, thinking type stuff. And it, it's worth the cost of admission and that alone, right? Because you yeah. leave there ready to right. tackle the world right. after those first day. And then the second half of the day is, like, the application of Qualtrics. Yeah. And so it's people kind of sharing their success story. It's really... It's like a, a non-direct sales pitch, really, of why you should buy in more, how you could also be using Qualtrics yeah. and kind of go through that day. And that's great, too. But there's like this window. I think it's usually on the second day. Maybe it's the third day that they do like the whole like a two hours in the morning. Is like Ryan does an intro of something new that they have coming out and they bring out Ryan's brother and then they bring out a couple other tech people. And it's a like really in the weeds for developers. What's new and happening at Qualtrics? Yeah. And I am just glazed for like two, like that is like, ah man, let's go check out the exhibits. Yeah. Let's go play the top golf game or something. I miss Ariana Huffington. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's. It's kind of wild, um, but I love them. And, uh, you know, I, I was interested in last week, something that isn't on my rundown, but whatever. Um, Qualtrics went to TMRE last week. Yeah. I don't believe I've ever seen Qualtrics at a market research conference.
1: That's true. Yeah. I, well, that I can think. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I didn't think of that. I saw a I friend of ours it. in front of a car with a Qualtrics. I don't even know what was going on.
0: Yeah, they were offering uh, – they kind of had those dream experiences, kind of going off Oprah and then kind of what they started last year with experiences. You could say, like, here, here's what I want. Here's, is like, my wish list or something. They, they like took that down on the road? Yeah. And oh so my gosh. they gave, I told they gave somebody, like, they donated, like, meals in somebody's name to a charity. Cool. Um, you could drive around, like, a Lamborghini out in the parking lot. It's pretty wild. Uh, just for
1: Qualtrics, man. That's just cool to have that in yeah. our industry that, um, It's just a lot of fun.
0: That's the one thing about, like, if you're going to be a disruptor, don't just be a disruptor towards the clients where it makes clients think differently of how they're doing. Do it towards employees, too. You know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first heard that Qualtrics was giving out $1,500 per employee to experience things, you're like, I want my company to be like that, right? Right. What can we do to make my company like that?
1: Right. They're driving innovation all kinds of ways. Right. Yeah, that's cool. We, We need a basketball court here. Can
0: you imagine how many times I'd sprain my ankle? The other day, Monday night, my son's basketball game, and I did, like, I I went through my legs and then around my back to get around him. Like, I tried to, like, cross up my six year old. And it was, I got through the dribble, but then my first step after, boom, spray, like, roll the ankle. First step. Not as explosive as I used to be. 36, man. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about Lucid. So Lucid came out last yeah. week. Uh, something's changing. Lucid is changing. Lucid is rebranding. Um, you will no longer find that it wears Fulcrum. You'll no longer find the words Federated. It is now all just under one word, Lucid, where you can monetize. You can it have the exchange marketplace. Uh, all the different things that you normally would have different names under all falls under the Lucid brand now. This is a great idea. Brian, your thoughts? Yeah.
1: Um, Good move by by them because I was I've been confused and if you've been in the industry long enough, you're like what's going on over there? Fulcrum, Federated, Lucid, Proof. It was all one company, right? Yeah. Sample Yeah, sample issues. <laughs> Does that still exist? I don't know. Um But it's I'm glad they did that. Um they made some other changes. I think I mean th- every move they make I think has been good the last couple of years and this is one of them. Good job.
0: Yeah. To me the biggest part is to simplify something that is simple. Um, uh, the only, the only thing that I saw was like, you know, if you wanted to sell your panel, you want to monetize your panel, if you wanted to buy from the X ex- that like their whole thing is, it's an easier way to buy sample, but then you had three different avenues to do it. It wasn't simple. Yeah. And so doing this really does like, it's kind of living your motto is living your mission and vision statements and, uh, kudos to Patrick and everybody else over there. That's a, it's an awesome thing. Uh, and again, much like we said about Qualtrics, like we've said about companies like that, like disruptors in the industry that then become the leaders of the industry. and like. You look to see what they do so that you know what to do with your company, right? And so you know what your future is. And um, it, it's it's so wild. And this happens in every industry where somebody goes from being like a disruptor and some kind of like enemy of the state to then being the, the big leader and you're following that person. That's what you want to do.
1: Yep. Um, big fan of Patrick. I told him that at uh, SampleCon this year, this past year. And we'll thing, I'll, I'll give a compliment to Patrick. Maybe he'll be a guest if I give him a compliment. Sure. Um he he does a really good job. I mean, people leave companies all the time, right? And I would expect a lot of times that's not easy to do from a competitive standpoint is when some of your highest level employees go to other companies. And at least his public-facing persona and from everything I see, he is congratulatory of his former employees, yeah. even if they are competitors. And so kudos to him. That that can't be easy to do in some cases. In some cases, it probably is easy to do. But, I mean, that takes um, I mean, a lot of integrity to do that. So I appreciate that.
0: 100 uh, percent this uh there are there is the capability whenever you have any competitive type thing or somebody you're in a lot of a sales type background where things can get messy and integrity can get it lost and that's something that patrick has always held on to his integrity and i appreciate that from him um let's talk a little bit about our election
1: night special oh yeah man I, i'm excited
0: i'm excited too so tuesday november 6th starting at seven o'clock right about when the polls start to close um we will be, in telecast, we'll have our first election night special. It is going to be on Facebook Live. So you can go to the EMI page and and like the page, start following the page, and you'll see it everywhere on Twitter. We'll talk about it on LinkedIn. We'll talk about it um, on how to watch it on Facebook. But it will be probably an hour and a half show. It will be hosted to be myself, Brian, and Adam Dietrich, who's been on the podcast a lot. Um, he's kind of our polling expert around here. And the the main point that we're trying to do is try to, like, Something that I don't think any sample – I know no sample supplier has done. And I don't think a lot of market research firms have done. Polling firms, it's hard to do because you have a conflict of interest. Like you have to be right. Yeah. Right? Or you're getting yeah. paid by – They're so, a little nervous on election night. Right, right. To where our thought is is that we are going in, we're going to talk about the races, why these races matter. Yeah. And what we think is going to happen. What we've seen from polls, what we've seen trending in polls along the way, whether it's yeah. what 538 has compiled or any other publication has, has compiled – and then where we think they're going to go. Some yeah. predictions as well.
1: I'm so excited. We'll be at the living room. If you listen to the podcast, we've, we did a podcast from there. It's a kind of a qualitative facility that we're going to have a great setup. Um, I think if you tune in, you'll be impressed with kind of the technology we have. We're going to have some laptops and TV screens, and we're going to have live updates. We're going to be watching the news during it. Um, we may have an adult beverage or two during it. So expect the same kind of IntelliCast um, that you expect, but I'm talking about polling a lot and I'm, I'm not. Sure, I'm most nervous about I don't know about you. Like, how I'm going to be on camera because we haven't been on camera before. I'm wearing makeup, baby. Oh, we, I didn't think of that. We need a makeup
0: person. Yeah, I'm going to shine it. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I thought about wearing a hat. No. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. You know, my biggest thing for me, like, what I – if you're thinking, like, should I watch this? Should I – I think if you're in market research and you've done any type of polling, yes. If you're opinionated – Maybe not as much. You should probably watch your MSNBCs, your Fox News, yeah. your CNN. Like, if you're, like, if you're sitting at home because it's election like night, you yeah. want to see the polls, you want to see the chaos, maybe don't come for us. I'll be, I'll put that out there. Yeah. But like, if you've kind of wondered, like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. So I, I was using this analogy earlier. Like, sometimes I will be watching a show, like, I'll be on the treadmill and, like, Fox News will be on, and I feel like I've walked into episode eight of a series right like i miss the backdrop i miss the story i miss the right. the higher i don't know why this guy right hates his dad like i don't know like what's going on here right yeah. i don't know what gerrymandering is right and so it's like i i i lose track of what that is and then election night comes and it's like i'm supposed to i flip the switch right yeah but I, our hope is to educate why things matter yeah. whether it's why does it matter in that district how does this Point towards you know the tilt in the center and the right. House. What matters towards twenty twenty for the next election term or for the presidential term? Like, is there a, a blue wave or red tide? can yeah. we make up red tide? By the way, or is that something people are actually saying?
1: I've heard red tide. Yeah. I've heard red
0: tide like at the ocean, like the moss is high instead of jellyfish. And is sea. it
1: a negative term? I think red tide's a, a negative term. I don't know. Maybe- Crimson tide. <laughs> Crimson tide. I've heard that before. That's a good thing. I think. Yeah, blue wave or red tide. I don't know. All right, green hey, wave. To Elaine Greenway, yeah. Yeah. I'm following you. Yeah, I think that this would be a good place if you're kind of somewhat interested in political polling and you want to know the ins and outs. Uh, we do have some polling experts, and we're going to do some some true show prep on this one to understand all the different types of polling mm-hmm. and the what the differences are and why they're off. Um, It'll be, it'd be fun too,
0: for sure. Uh, so that's the election special. Please follow us on the Twitter, the Facebook. Um, we'll put a lot on LinkedIn. We'll probably be emailing you, spamming you about it, everything in the world, just to let you know when it's at 7 o'clock on November the 6th on election night. Um, I'm super excited about it. Moving on now, we'll talk about it again next week. We'll probably have Dietrich on next week to kind of give like a yeah. plug hey, come and watch me. Um, oh, next week, yeah, Dietrich gets married next week.
1: Isn't that crazy? About time. Uh, I feel like Gosh. he's dated this girl since preteen.
0: I think it's common law. Right now, I think it's that point. Uh, anything going on outside of market research in the world? You want to talk about?
1: Well, to me, sports is this is just one of the best times of the year. I know yeah. for you right now is especially big. Sure. I, there was a day last week, I think it was on Thursday, that there was a college football game, an NFL game, there was an MLS game, there was baseball playoffs, um, like every single sport, which is very rare. Hockey had a game on. I think it's only twice in the past ten years that every single sport on the same day was playing, and that is the beauty of this time of year. It's—I mean, we're both huge college basketball fans. That's right on the corner. NFLs are getting the gear. College football's in the gear. I mean, I love it. That's just—I mean, you combine that with like beautiful fall days. Oh, the foliage. Oh. Like today is a beautiful like, oh, yeah. like upper 50s sunny day. It's for sure. A beautiful fall day. Well, there, so. was
0: a, there was that day uh, that Sunday uh, when the Patriots played the Chiefs at night and the yeah. Red Sox were playing in the ALCS at the same time. Yeah. Like 81% of households in the Boston yeah. area were watching sports that night. Yeah. It's just a great time for sports. Sports unite us where politics would divide us. Is that a shirt? i'm wearing tune in to the uh, telecast election night special to see me wearing that shirt <laughs> sports us. politics divide us um no it's 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 great i'm with you um Notre Dame is rolling. A lot of their games are moving toward to night games now, which is just really good for like heart disease and hereditary parts of me.
1: The the helmets pop at night, man.
0: Oh man! (laughs) Navy this week, and then there's a night game against Northwestern, and I'm freaking out. Uh, But then the World Series is happening. We're recording this. Um, Game one happened last night. We won. We're good. Um, It feels great, and it feels like it might be a sweep. I'll
1: say that. Oh, my God. I'm just going
0: to say that. I like it might be a sweep. Uh, so life is good on the sports front for me. And then really excited because college basketball starts in 18 days, I think.
1: Oh, so soon. Well, no, so oh, it starts election night.
0: Does it really? Oh, my gosh. The Champions Classic, right?
1: Champions Classic is November 6th. And so we'll be – I bet we will both be leaving and rushing home and watching Kentucky play Duke, which is the late game at night. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everything's sports. let's just stay there. Let's stay at the living room and watch it there. Yeah. Michigan State's playing Kansas. Let's just let's yeah. talk
0: about that All one. All right, hold on, hold on. Think about this. Who would get the bigger audience? We keep Facebook Live going the whole night. And we say at set at eight thirty, nine o'clock, we're stopping electric uh, the election coverage. Yeah. And then it's us watching Kentucky basketball. Yeah. We do a unif- we do a change, like a wardrobe change. Yeah. We bring out that hard liquor. Right, right. Comes out. Right. Yeah.
1: I think we, yeah. Or what if we can do that? Or what if all night long we just kind of go back and forth? We have one TV and basketball. You don't know what we're talking about? We can can just be stream of consciousness.
0: Yeah. This is just who we are. Live cast. (laughs) All right. Let's, uh, move into our interview of the week. Our interview of the week is with Rory Deneen of EMI. First time podcaster for us.
1: Is she our youngest podcaster as well?
0: I think so. Sarah oh, Katz
1: is probably younger than her, so
0: sorry. Rory has been at EMI for two years. Um, she works on our, uh, our client services team. Uh, a lot of what Rory does is manage gigantic projects. So she, um, does pricing, feasibility. She is an expert at big things. So a lot of what she does is international type work. It's like needle in the haystack for B2B or consumer. Like she has to be a, a a jack of all trades, but really like a master of like 50 trades
1: at the yeah. same time. If you need to know how to do some online research in Yemen, Rory and would be a good person to say, can we do this? She or- was talking about teachers in like Liberia this morning.
0: <laughs> What's going on? But she's hosting, um, this Thursday, October 25th, she's hosting a webinar that we have, and you'll be able to have a, a live link, and then there'll be a link on the website afterwards if you can't make it to the 2 o'clock Eastern time start on October 25th, and it's called London to Tokyo Best Practices in Global Sampling. I think it's going to be great. Uh, she'll be joined by Adam Dietrich, who's also on our election night coverage, and and Brian Pearson as well will be in the room as well. But I think it's going to be a great, and um excited to have Rory on to talk more. And without for any further ado, ado I don't. Ado, here's Rory Denine. Rory Deneen!
2: Hello!
0: Welcome to IntelliCast. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Doing great. Uh, we have you on today, not just because you work with us and you're lovely, but also you're hosting the <laughs> webinar this Thursday, October 25th at 2 o'clock Eastern Central... Eastern? Daylight time. Do, do we do the daylight time now? It's not standard time? Yeah. We're doing it all wrong.
1: Yeah, is it Eastern Daylight
0: Time? Eastern yeah. Daylight Time, and then in EDG November, changed to EST, students. and then March back to EDT. Oh. Just go if I just go ET, though. I think you're good. All right,
2: it's gonna get darker. Anyway, it's called <laughs> from
0: London to Tokyo: Best Practices and Global Sampling. Thank you for coming on, Roy.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this webinar.
0: Yeah, tell me, like, what is like? Why would I come in and listen to this webinar?
2: We we know everything you need to know about whoa,
0: sampling. Whoa, the <laughs> <Confidence. laughs> <Confidence. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Yo, millennials. <laughs> All right, no, keep going.
2: Um, Adam Diedrich and I are going to come in and, and tell you everything you want to know and any questions you might have about global sampling, um, those cultural differences that you might not know about and want to know about that might change the way your uh, research comes in.
0: That's huge, because I think... Uh, so many people are expected, like if you work at either a market research firm or you work at a brand or whatever, like you're expected to know everything about your customers, right? And all these like cultural differences and like what time zones, what people do what, where like skews. And really what you're talking about in this webinar is like, we know that. We can help with that. We have experience, right?
2: Yes. So you don't have to find out after the fact. Um, know before you go in.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into, how did you, how do you work here? No. Um, how did you get into market research, Roy?
2: Um, I have always been fascinated with culture and how people uh, go about research and understanding those different things. I studied international business in college here in Cincinnati. And uh, in that major, you're always talking about Hofstede's principles and more and more about culture. Um, and market research really helped me understand that um, in the marketplace. So I kind of... Look, to found EMI, and they know everything you need to know about culture That's big. <laughs> and, and research.
0: Well, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, give me one tidbit now. Like, Give me one like example of the type of thing that you're going to be saying during the webinar.
2: Oh, wow. Um, one tidbit. Um, I think one really good one is um, Saudi Arabia. Um, Very culturally different.
0: Topical. Okay. Interested to see where this goes. Let's see it. Um,
2: I think Saudi Arabia always has a cultural difference that we don't always understand here in the United States. Um, And so kind of understanding their income structure and what subjects might be a little more taboo over there that for us wouldn't be so taboo.
0: That's pretty great. Uh, Let's shift gears now. Um, Talk a little bit about something more fun. So while you are an expert at a lot of international research and a lot of needle in the haystacks, I also consider you to be a four expert at snacking.
2: Yes, definitely. And somebody who
0: <laughs> at the office is constantly grading and trying new snacks here. And so we asked you, what would you want your Mount Rushmore to be? And you came up with whether your top four Halloween candies.
2: Yes. So, I also took a negative approach to this um, and what candies I don't like in my Halloween basket. Oh.
0: Um,
2: So, I'm going to start with those because we want to get the negative out of the way. (laughs) Um, So, I'm not a huge fan of the Tootsie Roll. Mm.
0: Cotton candy, sweet as gold. You don't like them Tootsie Rolls?
2: Yeah. Um, We actually talked about this earlier and... um, I think that they have all different wrappings, but right. the one that is the worst is the wax paper wrapping. I agree. It just makes it feel disgusting.
1: I, what, you, like, you like the flavored putsy rolls? Like no. the blue, the red, the green? That's even
2: worse. Why yeah, are you we trying to... Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, you gotta stick with the chocolate if you're gonna be. Okay.
0: Now, it, are, which ones are called the midges? Are those <laughs> the fat ones that you can cut off the parts that you want? Or is that the little mini one? Like, we've
1: talked about this before. There's like 400 different sizes of Tootsie Rolls. It's Oh my
0: God. There's like a metric size. You probably have these in Canada. Pretty sure Brian, they're like this big. <laughs> I think that's one, uh, what's 10 centimeters? De- <laughs> De- Decimeter? Is that what you call it? I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, and then moving on to my second least favorite, we'll only do two of those and I'll do two good ones, um, is the 100 grand bar. My dad is, we always, every year, we pulled them out and we just handed them over to dad. I, who likes those? <laughs> that's, oh,
1: that's crazy, Rory.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's a top
1: 10 Halloween candy bar.
2: I would not It's got it... chocolate.
1: It's delicious. Yeah. It's not top tier, but it's up there.
2: No, I think it would be lower tier for me. That, okay. It's in with the Tootsie Rolls.
1: <laughs> uh, well, she's got high standards for candy. Yes.
0: Before you go into the things you like, Brian, give me two that you like.
1: Well, let me start with good, the,
0: the good ones. Good ones two coming. that you want in your... No. Well, two sorry. that when you're looking at your orange yeah. pumpkin with the little black plastic yeah. handle over it, what's in there? Number one, I want
1: some sort of Hershey miniature.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had Hershey. I had a regular Hershey, Hershey, Hershey miniature. miniature. Yeah.
1: Except for the special dark. Whatever, I'll take it. But I want the no. crackle. I want yeah. the Hershey. I want the Hershey. Whatever. <laughs> Love it. That's number one. Number two is a Reese cup. You get the That's... little single Reese cup like the single pack not the little wrapped one see I, I
0: went with Reese's in the foil in the gold foil oh that's my favorite
2: okay and yeah. you got a little bit of health there because packed with protein and the peanut yeah, butter yeah but
0: peanut butter is, right, right. and that's, that's that one. I know you bad mouth the special dark but like give that to mom my mom that's her cheat yeah. candy she gets the dark chocolate red wine
1: alright there's my two
0: treat yourself Paula that's awesome. I love that. Uh, Rory, do you have two you want to talk about? Good ones? Yeah. Things I think, you actually like?
2: I think my number one will always be a Twix bar.
0: Okay. Little small Someone classify that twix. as a yeah. cookie,
2: but for me. No, it's a
0: candy yeah. bar. Yeah. It's a candy bar. That's all right.
2: It's a candy bar. Good. Um, my other is a Three Musketeers. Oh. Light and fluffy, chocolate.
0: No, nah, mm. you're, you're gross. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean by that, like, have you ever taken. Here's an experiment, kids. Take a three musketeer bar bite into it and then take a swig of like soda and your mouth will explode (laughs) nougat does not go well with it nougat will get you
2: well i'm a one specialty fun sugary snack at a time So, yeah (laughs) i get it so it's soda time and then there's candy time all right for me so i don't have to worry about that
0: responsible always responsible on halloween what do you got any other ones you want to well, talk about?
1: Stickers is the king, top of the pyramid, number one. Okay, but okay. then my most underrated, I'm going to give you an underrated one, the sugar babies. You don't often, you wouldn't like, I would never go out and say, give me some sugar babies. Maybe 15 years ago at a movie theater, but as an adult, I am don't no. care about sugar babies. But you know, if I get it, I'm like, huh, sugar babies, I haven't had that in about a year, and they're actually underrated.
0: I will say sugar babies... <laughs> Really? All right. There's a reason why you couldn't move Monday night football to Wednesday night because it's Monday night football. Right. Sugar babies have an expiration in your life of when you can have them and enjoy them because it's a pervy name when you get older. Yeah. Like when you're eight years old, eat them sugar babies. If you're if you're 34 and you walk up to somebody and you're like, give me some sugar babies, like you're out. You're not getting it. Me yeah. too. Or sugar daddy. That, yeah. Whatever. Okay, um, hey, then. I'm going to add in green blow pops. See, that I, I like the specific yeah. color. Yeah, you gotta the
2: get the, green yeah, like yeah.
0: the white mystery airheads.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, a silver yeah. pack, and
0: you don't yeah. know what they are. And then you shake, like you hold it when it's still closed, and you shake it down, and it gets real fat. You get all the air out of it. Yeah. Guys. Love a good mystery. Live some life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Love a good mystery. Yeah. Man. Rory. Did
1: you have anything else on your list? Like, odd stuff?
0: Uh, I can think of some. I think about, so... End of the night, six-year-old, three-year-old, give me all your candy. I gotta look for yeah. razor blades, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then look at like, which ones am I giving them and which right. ones am I not having? Right. Um, fun dips. Oh, yeah. They take those, but then, like, I like the taste of the stick. Yeah. Oh, right? Oh, that's the best
2: part. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. So, I'm
0: like, look, wash your hands, use those grimy little fingers, and, and you get all the sugar, syrup, and stuff. I'll deal with the worms if they happen, and then eat the white stick. Nice.
1: That's
0: where I'm at. That's a great candy. Uh, I also, then I'll let them have the cookies and cream Hershey's. Those are trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the (sighs) various, anything in wax paper is not good.
2: I agree. I definitely, the wax paper makes it feel gross. I like non-traditional
0: Skittles. Oh. The wild berry or the sour skittles, something like that. I like the
2: traditional ones. Plain. And
0: then like sometimes me and my wife do this. Like if you know it's going to be a good day, it's like your fortune cookie of life. This is a free tip for everybody out there. Fortune cookie of life. Get the two-pack of Starbursts that come wrapped up. Yeah. If you open it up and you get double red. Yeah, wild card. Play the lottery. Like, yeah. go ahead and buy you some You're stuff. winning. Yeah, just do everything. Take risks. Do everything you want that day. You get double yellow, call it a day. Yeah. Call in sick. Yeah, get a yellow <laughs> green. <You laughs> have to shower
1: again. Right? Get a red and purple. That's a good day. Come on.
0: Anyway, that does it for this episode of IntelliCast. Thank you so much, Rory, for coming on. Appreciate you. uh, You can find us on Thursday, October 25th at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. It will also be on the website afterwards. You can listen to it at your own. And then you can also reach out to Rory anytime here at EMI off the website. You can grab her email address. You can find IntelliCast at IntelliCast1 on Twitter, EMI underscore research on Twitter, my own personal Twitter. Adam Jolly, all one word. And if you wanted to reach out to us, whether you want to be a guest, if you have thoughts on the Mount Rushmore, or if you wanted to reach out to learn even more about some global research, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Thank you so much, Roy, for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Brian.
1: Happy Halloween, everybody.
0: Boo!